and we are now live, theoretically on the internet, playing Dungeons & Dragons. Welcome to the latest episode of Extreme Drowis. This is episode 38, Long Knives and Silver Coins. Um, thank you for joining us. We had a hell of a week two weeks ago uh, between our side quests that we're running uh, every night and uh, the main episode. A lot has happened, but... We're not going to bother with a recap right now. We're going to dive right in. Uh, starting with Liahana, who's been uh, abroad and missing for some time. Uh, in game time, by the way, you've been missing for like three days. So just to, just to give you a little idea of how much time has passed. But uh, when last we saw Liahana, she had uh, mysteriously been shifted to uh, Armaicus, where your adventure began the giant living mushroom uh, that you guys spent your early days in. And uh, as soon as you arrived, you saw this beautiful sort of idyllic drow man rise up from the, uh, from the mushroom um, matter, just sort of like grow forth from, from the ground of Armaicus. And... Uh, he smirked at you, and that was kind of the last thing you saw. And so now, Liahana, you uh, began experiencing these violent jerks, like your body moving. And everything is black, and there are just flashes of bright, searing sunlight. Like being up top and staring directly into the sun. And within these flashes, you start to see some shapes. Uh, you see, uh, so these are basically outlines, uh, silhouettes. You see, uh, like, uh, you know, a mushroom. Uh, you see this sort of mask of a face that's got the, a greenish tint to its eyes. Uh, you see a short sword that's got a cloth tied around it. Uh, you see a um, flame inside of a tear. You see a drow hand with several bulky pieces of jewelry on it. You see a purple eye with like black sclera. You see a large giant fills up your vision spider. And then you just see stark white. And you start to hear mumbling off in the distance. And that mumbling you hear, um, the last thing you can pick out is she's going to be curious. You're going to have to keep her from digging too hard. Whatever you do, do not poke at her mind with magic. And then you hear Baylor's voice. He says, I understand. And you come to consciousness in the center of a henge. Um, Baylor is over you. And you immediately notice that he's wearing an eye patch and missing one of his legs. Holy moly. What's, what's happening? 
Where am I? Baylor? What happened to your face? It's nothing. As long as you're okay, everything is fine. That's a very vague answer. Where are we? Where's everybody? We are... It's, it's a long story. Um, we are on the island of Mistland. I need you to try and just stay calm. Don't rush yourself. And he starts to slowly sort of help you up from the ground. And as you look around you, you notice that um, you're not within the henge itself. Uh, you do see one drow woman sort of walking out of the henge. Um, she's completely nude except for a belt that has a scabbard on it. And that scabbard, you can see like the glow of a, of a moon-touched sword uh, coming off of the hilt of the, of the sword that's in the scabbard. Other than that, she's completely nude, uh, hair down. And you see her sort of walking out of the henge uh, up above you right here. But outside the henge, you see dozens of drow. Several of them are uh, either nude or nearly nude. And a few of them are wearing like, um, effectively what would boil down to like, you know, um, red Sonia type armor. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not, uh, they're barely covered. Um, Emails. Yeah. Um, but you do notice uh, a pretty equal mix of male and female drow. Among this group. I check to see if I have my sword on me. Um, both of your swords are at your side, okay. uh, as is your pack and your clothing. And as you sort of look down, you see that um, though most of your wounds that, you're, that you have uh, appear to be um, at least on the way to healing, you are pretty beat up and pretty cut up right now. Um, there is, you have definitely been through some shit recently. And I have no recollections of this shit. Just those flashes. Um, why don't you go ahead and make an insight check for me real quick, if you don't mind. Oh my god. 22. All right, you can tell that Baylor is definitely scared in the sense of, like, just had the fright of his life kind of scared. He looks more frightened right now than he did uh, when you saw him stumble in after the fight in the demon wood pits. Oh, my goodness. I look at Baylor and I'm like, you, what's wrong? Why, why are you afraid? What, how did we get here? The priestesses brought us here. Okay. You disappeared. I went to look for you. When I couldn't find you, I prayed, and Eliastri brought me to you. Oh. You were in the spell, for lack of a better word, of 
who she believes to be an avatar of the god Keptolo, another one of the Dark Seldarine. So I fought him, and I drug you out of there. He got an eye and a leg, but I got you. And we made it to the surface, and I prayed, and the priestesses met us there and brought us here. So I hug him around the middle. He was like, thank you so much for saving me. I he rubs I'm the back so of your head and you feel that he rubs the back of your head with only three fingers. Holy moly, like you still broke <laughs> so sorry. I'm sorry I put you in that position. That do sucks. you still love him? Of course I do. <laughs> Way to be a Libra. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he says, Not as shiny anymore. Oh wait, no. An anus of a spider before. <laughs> he says, uh, what were you saying before I interrupted you? I'm sorry. Um, I'm so sorry I put you in that position. I'm so sorry that you got hurt. He says, there's nothing to apologize for. I, I have plenty of limbs left to give if the need should arise. The... Just... Don't mention it. The high priestess... Uh, wished to speak with you at sunrise. She demanded that we get you some rest first. Okay, is it near sunrise? I have no clue what time it is. Uh, you kind of look up and um, you see the moon, the full moon is very high in the sky right now. Um, mm -hmm. So you're guessing it's probably closer to like two or three hours after sunset. Like, you have mm. enough time to go do some actual resting. Okay. Um, he leads you out of the henge, and once you get out of the henge, you see around you a full um, village of probably, looks like it probably holds about 100 people. And it's got what you would sort of associate, based on the little time you spent on the surface, with, like, wood elf construction. But everything, everybody around here is drowned. You don't see anyone of any other species. And a, a drow girl walks up to you. She's probably, you know, 12, 13. And she says, uh, this is your key for the, for the inn. Um, the innkeeper asked me to come and run it to you. Oh, thanks. And I take the key from her. And then it's like I'm just looking around. Can I do like what do I don't know? I don't even know what to do. I haven't done this in so long. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. Uh, cool. So I think that if I have time to rest, I'm probably gonna. I'll tell Baylor like, oh, okay. So um, I guess i should try and contact teleastri and see if she can clue me in into anything or just to pray and to connect with my goddess so yeah i want to do that so I, well, let's go to the end then right he uh picks you up and carries you like puts you on his back and carries you to the end um if you 
maybe at first feel a little uncomfortable with it, but honestly, you're so exhausted and beat up that you're happy for not having to walk. Um, it gets you to the end. The end is built up a tree. There's a set of stairs that sort of winds around the tree going up probably about 150 feet. When you get up there, you can see that there's a whole other level to this village um, that's all suspension bridges connected with one another, and you see like drow children playing on these suspension bridges and um, you can smell like the cooking smells of uh, various game that's been caught and cooked. You can hear like families, you know, and, and groups of friends sort of laughing and joking together. And it just sounds like a, almost like there's a block party going on up here. Um, and it occurs to you that you've never heard this much joy from this many drow in your entire life. That's pretty sweet. That makes me happy. You step into your hotel room and uh, begin meditating and praying. I'll get back to you. Ember, you were sleeping when last we met. Yes. And you had uh, been visited in a dream. Yep, I had. You are in a smoky, fire-filled plain where there's really nothing you can see but the ground and the flames around you and this beautiful black-haired woman floating above who has said, my daughter, I have gifts for you. <laughs> so we decided that I knew who she was. Yeah, you made your uh, religion check. And I think I'm going to say, I'm not sure if I want those gifts. <laughs> I come to you now in an hour of need for your people and for myself. And you would dare turn away my kindness? <laughs> And you see her skin start to turn scaly and her eyes light up with a rage you've never witnessed. It looks dead in the eyes of ancient red dragons and never seen this type of anger. And as okay. she draws in a breath and you see five shadowy tendrils shoot up from behind her, start to take form into this multi-headed draconic shape, you wake up. Terrified, screaming. Um, so... <laughs> That's enough to pull you out of, like, the end of your trance, Roja, as you hear, like, screams and some fire <laughs> shoots out of her face as oh! she's screaming across So I'm going to, like, go roll out and, like, <laughs> run over there. <laughs> right? You uh, run over to where she's at. I assume you guys were napping out in the common area at House Duerden. Yep. Gamma gets up. What the heck, man? Yeah, and I'm over there and I'm like, are you okay? Are you hurt? Was it a dragon? Because I just got killed by a dragon, so that's my concern. <laughs> it was a dragon, that's for sure. Maybe five of them. Five, five dragons. Okay. I, don't know, I forgot. I don't know the lady's name. Tiamat. Do I know? That. And if so, would I know Tiamat? <laughs> you can certainly make a religion check. Okay, let's do that. Is Rosanna here? 
Uh, Rowena is still out in the street. With Luke, uh, I mean Xavier. Great. Yes, yes. Nat 20! Where am I? You're with Rowena right now. Oh, God. oh shoot. Is uh, Xavier not with you guys? Natural 20? Yep. I think so. Um, yes, you know Tiamat is the um, goddess of evil dragons. She has, throughout ages, um, <clears throat> tried to rule over the multiverse. Uh, and her plan for rule pretty much amounts to burn everything to ashes and then rule over the big pile of ashes that's left behind. And if the Cough ashes the move too much, <laughs> burn that a little bit. Yeah, she's very, uh, she just wants to destroy everything. Um, there was recently, uh, as recently as within the last decade or so, actually a group called the Cult of the Dragon who tried to bring her forth from her prison in the Nine Hells uh, and almost succeeded. They, um, there's a place uh, inland on the surface called the Well of Dragons, which is one of the gateways <laughs> to her prison. And uh, they got as far as getting into the Well of the Dragons and starting to perform a ritual to bring her out um, before they were taken out by a combined military force from several of the... Um, the cities of like the Lord's Alliance and some of the independent city states, like basically everybody in, in the North banded together and went in and just beat the shit out. So everybody got together. People who didn't like each other <laughs> all got together. <laughs> Go stomp her out. Is this the black board? So I just want you to <laughs> <laughs> think about that for a second. Spoiler alert. Not even to stomp her out, to stomp out the people that might let her out. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. she didn't get out. Like, they they got they stopped it before she got released. Oh, my gosh. So I'm going to make this face. <laughs> and be like, do you know who she is? Yes, I, I told you. <laughs> but I know. But I'm, I'm in disbelief that you just said that name. And we oh, just okay. <laughs> someone who was bent on world domination who just destroyed the city that we're currently in right now. And I'm going to go. I don't know what to do about that. She's in my head. And so I'll be like, well, what does she want? We didn't get that far. Well, it's probably good. <laughs> yeah, do you talk weird. to her a lot? Nope. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> so I'll be like, the Raven Queen tried to get here through me, and Tiamat's trying to get here through you. And there's there's a lot going on. And about that time, Akroma comes wandering back into House Jordan, having uh, escorted her father to the edge of the city and um, had their little moment. She's got her, her new necklace on, and um, she's got her shiny ring that has been recast with, uh, with the resurrection spell. So you walk in, and you see, like, Gamma is like shifting colors <laughs> rapidly, like he's super excited, but also scared. Uh, and uh, Rohan and Ember are yelling at one another, but not like at one another. Ah, just really excited voices. Loud noises. <laughs> <laughs> Loud noises. So are, are you coming in noisily? What's going on? I'll be like, oh my gosh, you look really pretty, by the way. Has anybody tried to contact you? <laughs> Um, like, I don't, like, talk to me. So I'm going to look at Ember 
and respect her boundaries and be like, do you want to tell her? I'll tell her. I'll tell her everything okay. really, really quickly. I probably know who this is, or do I not? Um, you can make a religion check with advantage. Or she told me everything, right? I mean, yeah, she... So she, I don't probably need to check. You can yeah, still I'll make a religion check with advantage, actually, um, to see if you know some other things. Ooh, other things. I got a 14. Do I still have a minus two or minus one? Uh, you're minus one now. Okay, so religion check? Yep. Yeah, that's a 13. All right. Um, so you recall that the Cult of the Dragon uh, used to be an organization that believed that Draco liches would rule uh, Faerun. So they spent most of their magical energy trying to bring back dead dragons and turn them into these dragon zombie Draco liches. Um, there was a, a fracture within the cult probably about 20 years ago as some of the cult members started to think that their real purpose was to bring Tiamat back from the Nine Hells. Um, you also know that this was going on um, largely about the same time. Like, they're, they're, the big moves they were making were largely being taken about the same time as the cult of elemental evil was uh, sort of tearing up um, the uh, Deserin Valley, the Viserin it set off, where your pick is from. So while that was going on, this dragon cult was also going on. And you also know that the way that the dragon cult was trying to bring Tiamat to Faerun was through this powerful ritual, but it required uh, what's called a, a worm speaker masks. There were five masks that were uh, colored to match the five chromatic dragons, <coughs> and whoever wore that mask could control the dragons that uh, matched its color. And when all five of those were brought together, that was it turned into a different thing. It was supposed to be able to open the gate to a furnace to bring Tiamat through. But as far as you know, that got reclaimed when they beat the, the Cult of the Dragon back. And the Cult of the Dragons remained fractured. So like when they showed up to fight them off, part of the Cult of the Dragon, the ones that were still about creating Draco Liches and not about Tiamat, were also joined with the forces from the Lord's Alliance and everywhere else to go fight them. So. Okay, I share all that information <laughs> because I'm so smart. Um, <laughs> Holy. Yeah. So, uh, if I followed everything you just said correctly, does that mean part of the cult still exists and it could very much so be in the place we are right now? It's possible, though. Uh, dragon cultists tend to be um, humans, elves. Uh, like surface elves, um, dragonborn, uh, half dragons, things like that tend to be part of the cult of the dragon. Cobalts, lots of cobalts. Is there a way to tell these people? They usually um, have like an insignia that they wear 
and there's a certain kind of robe that they wear. Um, when they're trying to hide their membership in the cult, they generally just don't wear their insignias. I would think I'm like, oh, they, wow, that's so convenient of them. <laughs> but for for a while, like during their last campaign, they got real bold and started like wearing their shit out in public and whatnot. Oh wow! Didn't Did share all that, Tori. Uh, what? Did you share all of that extra stuff that Travis just said too? I did, and I'm kind of staring at you like this. Mm. I'm not in a cult. <laughs> I work nice. for me. Nice. And I'll, I'll tell a chroma. I was like, she did just wake up screaming. I'm pretty sure she didn't want to talk to Tiamat. I'm going to say we need to go find these people and probably get that situation under control and out of my head. <laughs> I'm going to say in a little under common that, by the way, we wouldn't know if she was involved with it or not. And then I'm going to look at her and I'm going to I'm going to try to see if I can tell if she's telling the truth. All right. Sure. I'm going to say... Make an insight check, Roja. Um, <laughs> you don't have to make any check, Amber. Just go ahead and make an insight check, Roja. Oh, that one. <laughs> you do not trust this girl oh, at all. Nice. Um, I'm like, I see your point, Akroma. I see your point. <laughs> and I'm going to say, stop talking about me. I know you're talking about me in your damn underlanguage. I'm responding in draconic. I understand what she's saying, but I'm responding in draconic. I think she needs to get naked. And I'll what be kind like, of game we play in the day? <laughs> I know. Like, Wait, are, are we on the right page? Did we? Are we going somewhere else with this? Oh, I want to check for clues. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna intimidate her and be like, "Make me." Make, make an intimidation <laughs> check, uh, and uh, a chroma make a kind of a charisma saving throw. So I took a long rest. Do I have negative zero now? You're at negative one now. I'm still negative. You're both. You're both at okay. negative one. Yeah. Okay, and then I have to add your intimidation skill. I I hope you got more than me because I don't think you will. Well, I got a nineteen and I get to add six. So oh, I got a nineteen. I get to add seven. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, she's at a minus two though because I took a long rest. She's and at she minus did. one. You're at minus two, Tori, because you didn't take a second oh, long rest. Oh, now I'm minus two again. So we're the same. <laughs> so you guys tie up, and so like you lock eyes, and you both kind of immediately brace, but back down a little bit. Um, about that time, my Sorry? understanding, correct. Correct me if I'm wrong, um, but Rowena, you and Erlai were heading back to the house after you had surveyed the damage, right? And looked for you were looking for uh, shrines and shit, and then you were heading back. Yes. I thought so. All right. So about that time, you two come uh, wandering in. Sauntering <laughs> in. Good timing. Considering that Edmund's bigger than me, I think it's fair that we bring him along, like... Convention that he's there. Yeah. Uh, so you see this giant owl and a halfling and Rowena come in. I don't see it. Uh, I'm gonna have big healthy eyebrows like this. What's going on? In anime, the the sparks are going across our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys speaking? 
So I'll, I'll run over to Ravenna and be like, everything that happens, now we're here. What language is everybody speaking? Yeah. What language can you speak? I know I talked to Edmund once. Common. Uh, we all speak common. Yeah, Edmund speaks giant owl, but um, I speak common, draconic, druid, druidic, giant owl, and halfling. So. And what do you speak, Ravenna? Uh, I speak undercommon, common, and elvish. So, so I'll probably just tell you an undercommon, but if uh, Erlai gives me like a squinty, like, why are you talking different look, I'll remember, oh, she speaks draconic because we spoke draconic before. Yeah. And then I'll ask you, do you want, do you want to know what happened to? I mean, if you guys want me to like help, in order for like to try to get me back, I guess it would probably be helpful. I'm I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you, Sarah. So if you want me to like help so that I can get home, then I guess it would probably be helpful. That's true. So then I'll relay it in draconic and be like, um, but it's gonna be like really grandiose terms because I know you're not from here, and I'm gonna try to make it like really animated. But hopefully, it's not patronizing. It probably is. <laughs> And I'm going to interrupt her in Draconic and be like, this lady wants me to get undressed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to like freeze like this, like, I have nothing. <laughs> uh, I need to check every You understand every the words coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you stripping in my house? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> I need to check if she has any clan marks. I think she's in the clan, guys. <laughs> well, uh, interestingly enough, I was just on a walk through this city uh, looking for shrines and signs of cult activity, and the good news is I didn't really find anything. Exactly. Did you check her body? <laughs> <laughs> I should be making money off of this. <laughs> That's exactly what you say when someone asks you to get naked. Yes. Uh, well, here's debating the finer points of whether or not she should be searched. Uh, I'm going to shift focus for a moment. Because we still have one more party member to catch up with. Uh, and that party member is Xavier. So you had stepped in to interrogate uh, the fellow that they had captured mm -hmm. during the search. Uh, the guards step aside and said, do you want to go in there or do you want us to bring him out here? Or should we chain no, we him? Can, we can just do it where he's at now. They open the doors and let you into the room. See an orc. He's about six six both ways. Looks like he has not been treated well. <laughs> Black eye, a uh, couple teeth missing. One of his fangs is broken in half. Um, several poorly stitched together wounds crisscross his body. You all right? Yeah. It's great here. <laughs> I, gotta, I have to imagine that 
things seem really bad from your perspective right now? If I'm going to die, I would prefer to do it on the battlefield. Do people have trial by combat? Uh, no. I mean, yes, but currently someone of your of your status doesn't really get to choose something like that for yourself. Sorry. Um, anyway. So that's how you want, you want to die in combat, yes? Yes. That, and that is completely reasonable. So allow me to help you with that. You tell me why and who sent you, and then I let you go. And then possibly at some time in the future, you can get the death that you want. You won't believe me. Try me. I don't know. Really? You're right, I don't. See? Who, how about this? <clears throat> Let's say for, for argument's sake, I do believe you, that you don't know. What I don't think that I, Where could I find someone who would know? I think you know that. I really don't. You see, here's what happened. I and my war band were en route to Grexlov with a group of halfling slaves for the market. We'd acquired them from the service. As we made our way to the slave market, we were waylaid by a drow woman claiming to be in distress. Now, my people are not exactly friendly with yours, but despite the fact that we are warriors, we are not ignoble. I went to assist the woman with my lieutenants, and the next thing I remember, we were leading a raid on Menzo Baranzi. Where Where is Graxlug? Uh, Graxlug's like uh, about 14, 15 days away. That's the city where you first met uh, met them. Right, right. So he's, he was raiding for halfling slaves. What day? I mean, he seems educated. He was part of the military. They keep track of time. What day? What day? How recently was this? I, I want to I want to try to find out if he was transported, like teleported, like recently. He says, uh, "It was the third moon of uh, Ulrich." You how long? How, how long ago was? 
How long ago was that? Make a history check. Or, or, uh, yeah, history check. (laughs) I that for history I do. Oh, that's kind of crappy. Twelve. You know enough to know that that's a date from the Orcish calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a day. <laughs> that's a day. <laughs> so, have I ever heard any other other stories about people? Be, that this is like a fantastic story. It's an extremely fantastic story. You've never heard anything quite like this before. I mean, you've heard of people using like you know magic to compel an assassination or something like that on a person. Sure. Yeah. But this seems but when, but when you got here, who was directing you to actually attack? I can see you being teleported here, but someone had to tell you to advance. Who told you to advance? I knew I had to. It was I that gave the orders. Oh. I tell you, foul sorcery has been brought in. I swear this on the honor of Grunsch. Yeah, I have no idea who that love is, but I take your word for it. <laughs> it is my god. Oh, oh! Now I know who you're talking about. Hmm. All right. Get out. Get out he of my city. He stands up and starts to walk out. The guards look over at you. I believe him. Okay. They let him walk out. He turns on his heel like in the doorway and says, Know that if we ever meet on the field of battle, this will earn you no mercy. Right, because you're looking for the death that you deserve. I, I get it. He says something, to you, says something to you in Orcish and walks away. Hmm. So I get some guards together. How many guards? Um, just a couple. I just need a contingent. Um, three. <clears throat> Are you, I assume, Let's looking for guards that are lo- they're loyal to um, Bregendarth? Bregendarth, yeah. And maybe if we could find a Magus? Uh, yeah, they dig one up. All right, we're going to have to... I want to go to where they teleported in or where they were teleported in from wherever their contact point was here and start investigating those areas to see if I can find some kind of clue about which what magic was being used, et cetera, et cetera. All right. I got to uh, figure this out. Make an investigation check. Uh, take advantage and keep track of what you got. I'll get back to you. Right on. Liahana. Yes? You finish your uh, rest and prayer, and um, although you did not receive any direct 
messages, you do feel calm. Um, the sun starts to rise coming in your window. Um, you see uh, Baylor's at the window, like looking out, watching the sun come up. We can't be out in the sun, though, right? I mean, it hurts. It's it, it uh, hurts your eyes, makes it difficult to do certain things. But mm -hmm. You can. It's not like you burn, you know. Right. Vampires. <laughs> he, he says, "Do you think, with enough practice, we can get used to it?" I hold his hand, and I'm like, "I want to say yes." Things are so awful in Menzo Brands, and then this place is so... This is where you belong. This is where we belong? I think so. This They're is going... where the others belong? The others are going to tear each other apart and themselves trying to fix that. Whole of a city. Do you not want to go back? I want to go wherever my lady needs me. He's so cute, I can't even. <laughs> Relationship goals. I know, right? <laughs> like little hearts. He says, but we should hurry, the priestesses. Uh, you were supposed to meet the high priestess at sunrise. Okay, let's head out. Uh, you rush back to the uh, to the henge, mm -hmm. and when you arrive there, uh, you do see the high priestess again. She's sort of she's standing there, uh, wearing her swords. That's basically it. <laughs> And she sort of uh, just bows ever so slightly when you walk in. I bow to her also. Uh, you wanted to see me, High Priestess? Um, yes. Uh, how, how, how did you rest? How do you feel? I feel calm. Good. Still a little roughed up, but pretty good thank you for everything so far do you understand where you are um more or less it i understand that it's a village where drow live on the surface <laughs> yes it is a bit more than that. Um, we are on an island. Off the coast. Well off the coast. Probably about a day's sail from Waterdeep. And... I... This place is the uh, 
largest temple on the surface that serves our goddess. She visited us in a vision and, and uh, informed us of your mate's prayers. And that's how we were able to bring you here. Um, you've been through quite a trauma. And we have been asked to serve you in whatever way you need. I and Baylor both feel that what you need is rest and healing. But my command from the goddess is to, is to do as you command. Whatever I want. So if I want to go meet with my friends, we can, or if I want to stay, we can. I was told by divine message that Eliastri has complete faith in you and that you are to decide what the next step is. Now go ahead and make an insight check. You can tell that there's like the slightest tone of like jealousy in her voice. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, I won't mention anything about that. Um, part of me wants to stay just because Baylor is already so beat up and I want him to be happy and okay. But maybe my friends need me. But maybe they don't, maybe. <laughs> Live out my life. <laughs> the rest of the life. <laughs> um. She's going Captain America. <laughs> yeah, right? Don't freaking... Don't. Hey, it's allowed. <laughs> <laughs> like a uh, spoiler alert but um we had a game of thrones one i wanted to be all around <laughs> how many margaritas are you in yeah it's um, wine now um she says you don't need to make a decision right away um, but there are matters that the priestesses and I need to begin attending to locally. Um, Is there anything I can help with? Uh, there may be. We're expecting an envoy from a 
uh, mercantile ship that's coming out of Skullport to arrive this afternoon if you want to be helpful. Um, how it's do you feel? What's that? I said it's the least I can do after all you have guys done for me. Certainly. We're preparing a, a meal so that our uh, Lord Mayor can have a conversation with uh, Captain Zardoz when he arrives. Okay. Well, let's just tell me what to do. Uh, right this way. She starts, she takes you in and uh, <coughs> basically starts leading you through a series of rituals um, to sort of bless this uh, meeting mm -hmm. to protect everyone that's coming there to make sure that everyone's speaking true and, you know, just general like hospitality stuff as well. Rituals for the comfort of the guest, things like that. Uh, really just kind of giving you, um, this is your first direct uh, exposure to like the actual like ritual and um, sort of process of some of these traditions of worship of Elianstri. And she starts explaining to you as you're performing these rituals like that these date back to before the separation of the elven race and all that fun stuff. So bless you twice. You, uh, you start learning and spend your day doing that. I'll get okay. back to you. Um, so back in the, uh, back in House Duerden, um, I was going to ask you, um, am I familiar with what they're talking about this dragon or does this not something I've come into contact with? This does all? not track with you. The only dragon gods you know of are Eberron, Kyber, and Sybaris. Okay. And they're all dead. Okay. And none of them had five heads. Right. But you know she's trying to get me naked. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I do, and it has been noted. I'll write it in Zilmus's book and then stow it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna go and like start to try to pull like an arm brace off. <laughs> and sure. I'm gonna like run over and duck and like stretch really awkward in between them and be like, so why don't we talk about this later? If she's right. close enough, I'm gonna fucking throw her. <laughs> <laughs> you can try. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, you two start wrestling. Um, go ahead and uh, both of you give me a athletics check. Uh, you can make one as well, Roja, but you can have advantage because you're splitting them up. Wait, oh, wait. Okay. What if I'm wrestling acrobatically? No, but it's, it's strength <laughs> athletics. Um, and Roja, don't forget, you're at minus three, I think, right? From your resurrection sickness? I'm minus two, because I just right. took a nap. All right, cool. Wait, no, you're minus one if I'm minus two. No, because she died oh, a day later. Oh, okay, you died, died and then you didn't take a nap. Sorry, yep. I thought we all died together for a second. <laughs> no, you're way faster than that me. That was before that. Oh, no! I got a mat one. Oh, I got a two! I got a mat two! I got a 19. And my athletics is a plus two, so I got a four minus one. So Akroma runs over and, like, wildly flailing her arms, tries to grapple uh, Ember. Ember puts a hand out and, like, palms Akroma's face. And Roja <laughs> steps between the two of them. And uh, basically uses her impressive, like, six-foot-seven wingspan to hold the two of you apart. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm bigger than her. And is like, would you stop? Um, and you both feel compelled to stop fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look like really disappointed with all my old age at both of them. Like, really? <laughs> I'm, I'm out of breath for some reason. <laughs> I get my shield and stick my tongue out at her. <laughs> shield six I'm saying you taught me. <laughs> ladies, ladies. <laughs> and I use that term loosely. <laughs> what was the last thing you said, Rachel? Ladies. None of this is necessary. Oh? A chroma. I, I'm waiting for the, the... The why. The why not? <laughs> is there more? No. <laughs> what are you doing in my house? <laughs> I'm gonna say no. she started it. So Ravenna, since the Raven Queen tried to funnel through me to get here and, and boost her power, and now Tiamat is going trying to go through Ember and come here and boost her power, what do you think that means strategically? I think it means that the gods are fighting and we should not allow ourselves to become their pawns. Agreed. So, what's something we could do about that? Since <laughs> getting naked doesn't uh, seem to be the answer. I just don't know why she wants make it always the answer. I mean, uh, other than storming heaven and uh, making them listen, I'm not sure what we can do. How far is the surface, Travis? Uh, the, you know a, a shortcut that you can get to the sur like to the surface in like two days. Two days. It doesn't put you in anywhere particularly useful on the surface, but you can get to the surface. Right, in two days. just to the surface. Okay. Now. Why do we want to script the stranger? <laughs> well, she could possibly be a part of a dragon cult that wanted to let uh, Tiamat out. And now that she's talking to it, I know you guys have had run-ins with gods that are in your heads. So what if she's had a run-in? If I was part of a cult, I wouldn't have told you about the goddess. Uh, I, I'm sorry, you, your name is Ember? Yes. Wait, I don't Ember. know if I speak her language. What are you speaking? Uh, oh goodness. Uh, I'll probably start with under common. common. I'm gonna say... Uh, I will switch to common. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, what did you say again? Uh, y your name is Ember, correct? Yes. Ember, are you a member of a dragon cult? I am not. I work for me. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna use insight in case I got it. Sure, go for go for the insight. Um, you can have advantage because uh, you can also see that Gamma is like shaking his eye stalks. Okay. Oh, we love Gamma. I sent you a message, Travis. Uh, Where did you send it? Messenger. So 21. Yeah, 21. She's, she's being honest with you. She's not, you don't sense any sort of duplicity or anything like that. Uh, 
All right, so say, uh, I, I believe you, Ember. If that situation ever changes, I might be forced to kill you. Please don't make me do that. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. Honorable to say that out loud. I'm gonna say, I have all this money here to help take care of your town, and you're gonna start threatening me? Are you well, presenting no, the money? Because you know, <laughs> the dragon cult. I'm just warning you the consequences of extremely poor choices. <laughs> I'm offended. It's a harsh reality. I'm offended by all the drow in this room. <laughs> hey, I'm half drow. Hey. I'm extra offended by both halves of you. <laughs> <laughs> I defended your nakedness, or lack oh. thereof. <laughs> uh, I'm sad that you're so prude. Uh, I appreciate your willing to help the city and that you've brought money to that end, but you must understand we have our own ways and if I wanted to offend you, I would just start killing you right now. Just start killing. To do that. Just start killing. Just start. Uh, am, I, am I threatened by her or not? What language are you guys speaking? Uh, common. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna um, wild shape into a owl and uh, kind of like slide away with Edmund. Like none, like none of yeah. body language is at all threatening right now. Okay, so I'm not threatened by what she's saying. I mean, you take her words however you like, but she doesn't look hostile. Okay. She says things matter-of-factly. Did anyone just see the little thing turn into a bigger thing and go out? Because I did, and I said what the shit about that. You're not leaving, right? You're just no, I'm not up. leaving. I'm just kind of like backing away. Like, this is not my <laughs> argument right here. I'm out of this shit. <laughs> Two chickens in the room now. <laughs> oh, she does that. Owls are fucking graceful, I'll have you know. They also are probably good eating. <laughs> yes, we're not if going to eat were, either of the owls. We'd eat them already. What? What'd you say? If they were, we'd eat them already. I think that oh, at this point, I would go for a walk. I'm going to go for a walk, too. Okay. <laughs> Where Wait. would you like to walk? I don't know. I'm going to walk towards the surface. <laughs> All right. Ember, where are you That's walking? That's a bit of a walk. That's a bit uh, of a two-day walk. Do I know where I'm going? At that point, I may just be walking somewhere and just going. So right. I'll say, hey, I know a place you could go to find places that could possibly help you make more money, maybe. Okay, then I'll go that way. Okay, we're going this way. <laughs> Motivation. You two start uh, shortcutting your way to the surface. Uh, give me a survival so, check if you don't mind. As as you leave, Roja will ask, "What, Roja? Where are you going?" I'll be like, "Oh, I gotta run an errand. I'll be right back." And Travis, what did you say? I didn't hear you. Oh, just a survival check for when you actually get on the road. Survival. Okay. Her me. Fifteen plus nine is twenty-four. Minus two is twenty-two. Okay. Yeah, navigating your shortcut shouldn't be a problem, but. Um, yep. you're just telling her you're running an errand? Yep. It's right now. With my super subtle face. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just running a four-day errand. Minimum. 
right? Two days to get back up there, two days to get down. Minimum four yeah. day. We all four need day. Days. We all need days. I'm, I'm not there, but I'm just saying. Hey, if anyone four wants days. to go, they can come with me. It's just going to be like once I get there, a quick errand, and then I'll be back. So if you guys. Sure, like, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I'm, like, I'm not there, but I'm going to be mad when I am. Like four days. <laughs> Are, are you telling Ravena where you're going? You just said errand. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go run an errand. I'll be back in a couple days. If anyone wants to come with me, if you can, we're going that way. What errand? It's a personal one. Don't I? I don't want to have to tell you about the skunk. I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> you in four days. Yes. You need right, help so anything? Wait, what'd you say? Do you need help with anything? Thank you for asking. And then I'll say, um, I think we should build a medical center in the town because we clearly need something. And there's a, a need. We don't have as many priestesses as we used to with all the healy healy powers. So maybe we could look at that. That's a very good idea. I'm gonna throw money at the problem and walk out. Are you just gonna empty that bag of holding that you have? God, no, no, <laughs> no. How much money you need? Twenty. Twenty-five for a hospital. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, I'll I'll be like, she has more. <laughs> That's probably how enough much, to set up a clinic. Dana, how much do you think you need to, to build a medical center? Uh, oh, wow. Make, uh, a, uh, make a history check you know, to build a medical center. Economics has never been my strong suit. <laughs> you better hire some subject matter experts then. <laughs> uh, 15. Okay, uh, you start thinking real hard about what you actually need to do to be able to build like this clinic. Um, it occurs to you that like construction is going to be a problem. Materials right now are a problem. Getting supplies into Menzo Branson is a bit of a problem. So as you're sort of crunching numbers and trying to figure out, okay, well, what do I really need to do to make this happen? Um, You figure you could probably get everything you needed together for about 10,000 gold. All right, so she, she probably does like counting on her fingers a little bit like, oh no, I'll need that. Oh, I'll need that too. And then just sort of like arrives at this number, like how did I get here? <laughs> just, oh, uh, at Was least 10,000 gold coins, probably okay. more. I'll say we have that. And also you should talk to Xavier because he's really good at getting things where they need to be. Don't tell him I said that. And then I'll look at Ember like she needs 10,000 gold, please. And I'm going to look at you like you have money too. <laughs> <laughs> we, need we all got to chip in. From the bag of for the city, the city money. We need 10,000 city money. <laughs> you have city money too. <laughs> There's one bag of holding with city money in it. 
Come on, dragon lady. <laughs> Here, I give, I'll give Ravenna one gold piece. Just out of my own one gold piece. Okay, now it's your turn. Don't make me call daddy. No, I'll, give, I'll give you 5,000, and I know somebody else has got some shit. <laughs> I, I, I gave, no, that's city money. We can give her 10,000. I gave her one of mine. You give her 10,000. You know that moment when you guys were walking out? It's less intense now. I know. <laughs> you still have 20000 left, and we can make more money on the wall. So all of it, all she's, of it's mine. She's, she's hoarding no, money. No, it's not all yours. It's city money. She's no, no, I, money all the money on the wall. supposed to donate. <laughs> oh. Like, how much... How much of a dragon can you be? Like, I'm hoarding money that I'm supposed to donate. Oh, right now. There's one piece missing. I can feel it. All of the money on the walk is mine. Fine. All right. Their walk is going to be great. Uh, you pour out the 10,000 gold onto the table and begrudgingly pull your bag of holding shut and storm out. Um, is anyone uh, else going on this surface errand? Uh, I, I think Ravena was just very politely uh, bribed to stay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I didn't think that... of that, but I can see how we got there. I feel like it would be really interesting to Arlai. She's never been there. Okay. Um, so I guess I'm going to go ask. Like, would you mind if I came? To, I've never been. Like, I'll say, absolutely, and draconic. I'll be like, Edmund and I go way back, because we've had, like, one conversation. That's wonderful. Let's go. All right. Does she speak draconic? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Right. So <laughs> you three head out and head into the uh, the spider tunnels to head up to the surface. Uh, leaving a chroma and Royna in House Jordan with 10,000 gold and a hospital bill. So that will probably take up a little bit of time. Did you say a hospital bill? To build. Oh. I was like, there's no universal health care. You know where the fuck yeah, you that's, really well, that's what they're building is universal health care. Um, I was real upset. It's going to take a, a while. Four days, right? Four days. Rowena, why don't you give me a persuasion check with advantage uh, to get the ball rolling on this construction? Okay. I believe in you, Rowena. Uh, oh, wow. I rolled a six and a four. <laughs> oh, nice. no. Take uh, the so, uh, nine. All right. Um, give me a D100 check, if you don't mind. Oh, goodness. Damage. <laughs> You're building a hospital. You're a great patron. I'm not building anything. <laughs> Why? Just don't light it on fire, Chroma. That's your I did life. not expect to have to roll a D100, but I gotta fish it out. Travis, <laughs> Travis, refresh my memory. Were the other two drow ladies supposed to help with this bullshit? With what? Rebuilding the city that they live in. Well, yes, but they, but you, the money you were all given was all for that. So the God, money, what the, are you giving money Rachel, to? Rachel, uh, roll percentile. Yeah, I know. I, I just had to fish it out of my bag. bag. Oh, um, I rolled, I think I rolled a hundred. 
Okay, beautiful. No, you no. I rolled. I rolled. I rolled zero zero for the tens and one for the one. So you rolled a one. Yeah, um, so I rolled a one. Yay! Oh, no. All right. Uh, <laughs> you run into as you're as you're planning this thing out and getting things together. You start running into unforeseen costs like right away. Um, you're going to wind up having to dip into five thousand extra gold to pay for the, the totality of the hospital. Fortunately, you don't have to do it right this second, but you have to get. It's going to cost you an extra five grand. Okay. Um, due to unfortunate circumstances in city planning. Uh, but while you're getting that sorted out, I'll get back over to Xavier. What did you get on your investigation check? Um, so I wrote three times. Um, we got 12, 12, and 19. Okay. Why'd you roll three times? Yeah, because you told me to roll a couple times. No, I said roll with advantage. Yeah, I did. I rolled with advantage a couple times. Oh. <laughs> That's the best one I got. Okay. Um, sure. Uh, so, as you're uh, looking around, the Magus says, I can't put my finger on it, but I don't think they necessarily teleported here so much as they were summoned here. Ah, so... And they were summoned here by Drow Magic. So, so you're saying that there needed to be a caster in this location? Yes, probably a Drow or someone who studied the Drow ways. And the Magus sticks his hand onto a rock and pulls off, and his fingers are red with blood. Oh, so someone performed a sacrifice here. Yes. About that time, you start to hear some footsteps coming up the uh, up the corridor that leads into Menzel Brands and where you're doing this investigation. Who is it? You look down the corridor and you see two women, white skin, white hair. Tribal pattern tattoos, one over the left side of her body, one over the right. They're wearing leather armor and carrying whips. And you immediately recognize the tattoos as Shattered Kai tribal patterns. Okay. So they're, they're coming from within... So they're coming from the direction from within Mesoberranzan? No, they're coming from outside of Mesoberranzan toward you. <clears throat> Got you. How many guards do I have with me? Three? Four? Three. Yeah, yeah, three at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I, if, they, if they don't come in aggressively, I let them approach. Um, they stop when they see you and they say... Uh, greetings. Greetings. May I be of assistance? Yes. Uh, we are here to seek an audience with uh, whomever is currently in charge of the city. 
And who may I say is is calling? Uh, we are here as official envoys of our matron. Uh, could you be a bit more specific? Certainly. I am Accordia. This is Carlotta. We are here as duly appointed envoys of the Raven Queen. We'd like to speak with the Matron Mothers, or one of the Matron Mothers. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> again, again. Ah, right. oh, oh, she did it. Bless you times four. Yep. Oh, five. Five. The sequel. Okay, so, excellent. Um, come with me. So... You see the other, the guards, like, kind of look at their holsters and look up at you and... Yeah. We just, this is our job. Okay. So, there's two, so I leave the mage and one of the other warriors there to continue to scout this area to get as much information on the ritual that was performed, the sacrifice that was done here. Um, Particularly, I need to know if it was clerical or was it arcane? That's okay. number one. Um, and then number two can be whatever comes of the, after that. Um, and then so me and the other, the other two will escort these two um, back to that holding area that was made. Okay. Um, and then from there, I'm going to send a runner to find Ravinia. Um, you get them in place the uh, and dispatch a runner. Um, in the meantime... Um, I think Liana. that would be so complicated. <laughs> uh, Liana. Yes. As you are uh, doing making preparations, uh, one of the kids runs in and says, the boat just docked. And, and I think the guy that's come to see us is here. And whoo boy. Wow. He's something. <laughs> I'm not sure what, but he's something. Uh-oh. Hey. <laughs> uh, Ilyana says, why don't you join me as we uh, greet our guest? As you wish. Um, you two walk out of the area the priestesses finish sort of setting up. Uh, like um, um, a welcoming meal, basically. And as you step out, you can see, uh, as soon as you step under the tree line and out of the village itself, and you're clear of the trees, you can see the coast is probably 300, 400 yards away. And you see a relatively large sailing ship uh, with multiple uh, brightly colored sails on it. Uh, the... Um, Mast has a number of like streamers hanging off of it. Uh, it, it just looks looks like a like a festival ship. <laughs> and you can see uh, three men stepping off the ship, walking down the plank. Um, 
one of them, two of them are dressed kind of as you would expect uh, seafaring folk to be dressed: plain shirt, plain breeches. Uh, they have, they each have a rapier on one side and a firearm on the other. Uh, the third, the man in the middle, is wearing a mankini, basically, like a red mankini uh, that has shoulder straps that goes up over his shoulder. Oh he uh. has on knee-high furry boots <laughs> and an enormous pirate hat. In purple, with a giant feather sticking out of it, <coughs> and he shouts as he sees you approaching. Greetings, ladies. It's Charlie Carter. <laughs> it is very warm of you to welcome me to your island. I am Captain Zardars. And he nice to meet you. Bows down and drops his hat and puts it back up. Let's double time it, boys. These beautiful women are waiting for us. I like side glance at the other uh, the high priest is like She says he is seeking our aid in locating something that he says will be of use to all of us. Okay. <laughs> Is it in the mankini? <laughs> uh, as soon as you guys uh, all meet up, he takes both your hands and like kisses your hands. Greetings, Captain Zardos. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Yeah, nice to meet you too. <laughs> <laughs> Wiping my hand on my shirt, like. <laughs> and you are. Me. Yes. Oh, I am uh, nobody. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I I see. The high priest just kind of raises an eyebrow at you. This is Liahana. She is. Uh, one of our priestesses chosen by the goddess of the moon. Make an insight check. I'm just like... Um, I got 18 plus... So I got 24. You actually almost imperceptibly notice the slightest reaction in his eyes when she says your name. That's why I didn't want to say my name. <laughs> 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 like, okay, that's me. <laughs> he says, do well. I know this? Can I do a history check? Uh, sure, absolutely. Uh, you'll be at disadvantage because this is uh, somewhat obscure for someone from Menzo Branson to know. But uh, go for one. It. You got <laughs> a one? I got like 17, and I was like, oh, come on. And then one. So no like, idea who this Zardoz guy is. Yeah. Oh, no. He says, well, then, let us eat. I am starving. What's his name? Zardoz. Okay. Um, so we you, need to uh, the feast that we have prepared, I guess. 
you guys walk into the um, into the feasting hall. It's yourself, the high priestess, and four other uh, acolytes. And as soon as you step into the feasting hall, you feel a surge of divine energy as the wards and uh, various incantations that you've sent, set up around the place start firing off magic. And Captain Zardoz stops dead in his tracks and the men on either side of him kind of, their hands go to their sidearms as you see magical energy wash over each of them. The two men no longer appear to be surface elves as the magic energy washes away their disguise and you see that they are gen- gen- they're genuinely drow men. And you see Zardoz's mankini start to fade away. Oh no! <laughs> replaced with tight black breeches, a flowy sort of pirate shirt, and the beautiful face of a drow man with an eye patch. He says, You ladies are every bit as impressive as the legends say. Busted. Forgive my deception, but I needed to know that you were perceptive enough to be of assistance. Allow me to introduce myself properly. I'm Captain Jarlaxle Bamring. Oh, snap. I knew it was Jarlaxle because of the hat. <laughs> <laughs> that was a giveaway. <laughs> um, now, you're familiar with that name. You've heard that name, Toss yeah. But you've never met Jarlaxle in person, have you? Or did you? We did, right? Yeah. I didn't yeah. think you were there when you when you guys met Jarl Axel. Yeah. Oh. Wasn't I? I think it was. I sure didn't. I thought you were I thought you were unconscious uh, or gone no. when you when you actually met him in person, but you might have been present. So no, I was there. Wasn't that before we went into the Demon Blood Pits? You're right, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I stand corrected. So he says, uh, I'm surprised to see you here. Why? I thought you were busy. Yeah, I was busy. In Menzo Baranza? Well, to be uh, completely honest, I don't know how I got here myself, so you're not wrong. The uh, High Priestess um, pulls both swords, and you see the gun hands of the uh, Bregendarth guards that are with Jarlaxle hit the ground with their pistols in them. And then both of her swords go to Jarlaxle's neck. Explain why I shouldn't... Yeah, like, on either side. Like, forming an X on his neck. Explain why I shouldn't kill you now. He says, because that's not a very priestessly thing to do. (laughs) You see a little bit of blood on the edge of the blades. Liahana, would you like to calm your friend down a little bit? Huh? Would you like to calm um, your friend down a little bit? I'm just here to talk. Oh, um, 
kind of nod at the priest, just like, we can kill him later. <laughs> As you wish. I don't. <laughs> she pulls her swords and wipes them off and resheathes them. The guards are like, ah! She points the acolytes and they walk over and start trying to put their hands back on them. Their hands fell off? She cut both, like, she went for her swords as they drew. She cut both of their hands off and put the swords to Jarlaxle's. I didn't yeah. follow that. That's yeah. what <laughs> Very violent for it. That's hardcore. Like, just... <laughs> says, so, about this conversation I have, I wanted to hire you ladies to help me with a little acquisition of some merchandise. He walks in, grabs a handful of grapes, sits at the table, puts his feet up, and starts popping grapes oh, in his mouth. I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. We will get back to that in a moment. So, um, the three of you that are heading for the surface... Uh, your journey is somewhat uneventful uh, getting out of the city. You don't really have any real um, difficulty in the first portion of the journey. Somewhat um, first portion. Okay. As you um, <coughs> make your way up the caves, I'd like perception checks from all of you. Passive or active? Active. Seventeen. Oh, gosh. Oh, hang on, I, I got a thirty-two. Oh wait, no, I got a thirty because it's minus two. I got an eight. Uh, you don't notice anything with an 8. Uh, with a 17, Arlai, you feel that there is another presence in the um, tunnel that you're in, but you can't quite make it out. Okay. Um, like, you, you, you is, sense that there's maybe motion up the, up the... Can I throw down with Edmund? Because he's got um, advantage on. Yeah, have him go ahead and make a check. Sight. But have him go ahead and make a check too. Oh, that was worse. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, like you get like a glimpse of of motion about a hundred feet up the up the way. Uh, Roha, you see the full outline of what appears to be a, a drow woman uh, moving from one side of the tunnel to the next. Uh, sort of sneaking her way up towards you. And as she's moving, um, you catch wisps of um, like cloth or something along those lines sort of trailing behind her. And she's zipping back and forth across the hallway. Like you barely catch those details. She's moving so fast. And you know that nobody sneaks up on you in the underdark. Yeah. So I'll tell them and I'll be like, Hold on, there's someone really weird looking who's running and darting over here with a lot of clothes on. Ironic to our last argument about no clothes. 
she, uh, as you're shouting, she stops dead in her tracks and says, what a strange bunch we have wandered upon. We? Yeah. I'm never alone. Oh, good. I bring my friends with me wherever I go. She steps out into the hallway, a draw woman, probably about six foot six or so. Ooh. One. And she's wearing silver and translucent veils. That's what you were seeing sort of wisping behind her. And you see the glittering um, bulky rings on her fingers. Give me a religion check. Uh, everybody, uh, you have disadvantage for sure, RLI. Um, Ember, you would have disadvantage as well. Roha, you would have advantage. Because of course I'd roll a hand plenty out of disadvantage. <laughs> you said of it's course. history? Uh, it's religion. I got a four. Fifteen. I got twelve. Okay. Um, you recognize the rings, Arlai. There's a symbol. Um, the arrangement on the fingers seem to match some something you've seen some of the drow who uh, worship the, the assassination aspect of Volcour. Oh, good. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna, like, I'll explain that to them, but I'm probably going to be very confused by the fact that they don't know that before I know that. <laughs> Touche. Says your strange friend from another world is somewhat truthful in her speech. I have visited Valkur against. I'm gonna be stupid, but I'm not lying. Against the wishes of my mother. Who's your mom? You don't recognize me. Of course you don't, lowborn creature. You, oh! Roha. It, that was our fighting words. I, I know your heart, Roja. I know there's something that you and everyone back there behind you desires. You lost to Milena. Oh, one second, sorry. You're good. Is this the girl I kicked off the cliff? No, it isn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do we want? You want vengeance. And as she starts to step forward, and you can see what little ambient light is there from the um, various sort of flora that's growing around the you know, phosphorescent mushrooms and whatnot, you see the glitter of the rings, you see the glitter of her um, ghostly almost garb, and you it clicks with you. Um, the mention of the goddess, the, the uh, of her mother, it occurs to you that this must be uh, avatar of Kyrian Asili, the dr the drow goddess of vengeance and undeath. Oh, and does that mean I know what she typically wants with people when she talks to them? Yes, um, you know that she's known. She's considered to be crazy. And oh, obsessed, okay. So it's, it's a revenge. threat. I mean, maybe. 
Maybe. Okay. The only so. thing you can remember with the, with the religion role you got is that uh, the drow believes she was driven mad by returning to death as a god so many times. So uh. like she's been killed repeatedly and come back. And the drow thinks she's just rat shit and that's because of it. Uh. But as she steps forward, she says, I would like to have a conversation with you about the future of Menzo Baranzin. And as she does, as she says that, you hear rumbling in the rocks behind you. As you see skeletons and rotten pieces of drow, which appear to be smashed as if perhaps they were killed in the Battle of Menzo Baranzin, come sort of swimming through the rock and shooting out onto the ground behind you as she okay. raises four undead behind you. And that's where we'll skip from you. Yeah, that was disgusting. Goodness. <laughs> we made good decisions. Back, yeah, clearly. <laughs> back at House uh, Duerden, um, a Bregendarth messenger comes in. And says, uh, Lady Dorden, uh, Mother Dorden, sorry. Forgive me. Um, Xavier has called for you. What's going on? Apparently there are some Shatterkai here who wish to speak with you. What the fuck? <laughs> Again? <sighs> I'll be right there. <laughs> I think I'm going to follow her because I know what happened last time they talked to her. Heavy is the head that holds the crown. All right. I so... wasn't there actually last time. Huh? I said I wasn't there last time actually. Oh, okay. I remember. I remember. I was there. I was like, you going to be a god girl? It was interesting. <laughs> you were there the last time she talked to Shannon Guy. Right? Oh, that's true. She was in the room in the pit, but. Yeah. All right, and that's where I think we will leave things off this week. So, um, oh, shoot. so Liahana is sitting in the um, High Priestess's uh, dining hall discussing plans with Jarlaxle. Roha, Ember, and Arlai are about to get jumped by an avatar of the goddess of death. <laughs> Xavier is uh, babysitting a couple of Shatterkai emissaries who Rowena and Chroma will be shortly joining them. <laughs> this is exciting. I think so. And you're building a hospital, but it's turning out to cost more than you thought. Yeah, um, we actually, I think, I think we have kind of like all the bases covered. <laughs> like every kind of fucked up thing that could happen is happening. Don't, don't. Challenge him. No, I'm just no, I'm just I'm I'm impressed. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, thanks. I do my best. Um, so <laughs> let me make a quick adjustment here because we had a camera shift. Um, so I need to fix something real quick. But uh, while I'm doing that, why don't we go ahead and uh, have let's do our introductions. Let's start with. Arlai, why don't you tell us who you are, what you do, and who you are playing, please. I am Sarah Shardover, and I play Arlai, <coughs> and I wasn't anticipating you talking to me, so now I'm all weird and don't have a clear throat. Um, 
Uh, I am a writer and a, a YouTuber, and I do YouTube videos where I talk about writing, or I do stupid crap like making Beholder Day and surprising Travis, or I, um, I don't know, do whatever occurs to me. And then I have live streams every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central where we get together and try to write like as much as we can in a short period of time uh, as a group, and we talk in between. It's like 15 minutes, and we talk for five, and we do 15 minutes of writing, and we talk for five, and it's wonderful and exciting. And that is all over on my YouTube channel. Which is in the description on this video, and if you're listening on iTunes, it's in the uh, info on the podcast, so... Definitely check that out uh, live on Friday nights. Uh, what is it, 7 Central, you start? 8 Central? 7 p.m. Central, yeah. Yep. So definitely uh, tune in for that and uh, check out Sarah's work. And uh, next up, we've got Xavier. Why don't you tell us who you are, what you're doing, who you're playing, please? Um, I'm Louis Ferris. I play Xavier, um, the dude. Um, what do I do? Um, I am a narrative designer for Vicarious Visions. Um, to video game company. Uh, the last thing I worked on, I talked about is Destiny. So I did some writing for Destiny. That was really, really cool. But now I'm on something else that I can't talk about yet. Uh, but we'll gladly um, shout at the moon about once I can. Um, I also do a little bit of RPG writing with my man Travis here. Um, help, help, we'll have something coming out at Gen Con time, hopefully. Um, other than that, um, on, on a, like, st stupid personal thing that I'm kind of geeking out about, but wondering about, I talked to Travis about it earlier, is started vampire LARPing again, so that's going to be fun. So, uh, yeah. So that's, that's how I'm having fun, by being a complete dork. Nice. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that's me. You've come to the right place. You're surrounded by... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm having an absolutely awesome time. I'm having way too much fun being way too much of a dork, but gotta do it <laughs> good good. It. It's good it's good for the soul um exactly. next next up ember tell us who you are what you're doing who you're playing please hi i'm Allie DeVries and play ember uh i don't have a very exciting job i'm a scientist and i sell equipment <laughs> that's a super exciting job right so, how's the how's the scientist not an exciting job? Right. And look at that fancy hotel bed you have. You're clearly doing great at it. <laughs> yeah, that that's all. I don't do anything on the side that's exciting as everybody else. I'm just here for fun. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that you're here, and I'm glad that you're having fun. Uh, yeah. Now we get to get to the to the draw. Roja, tell us who you are, what you do, and who you're playing, please. Hi, my name's Roz. I play Roja. She's uh, definitely doing a lot of brainstorming since there's not a lot of direction right now. Typically, her character is more of like an enforcer, like, oh, we have this direction. Cool, push, push, you know, support type person. And uh, so she has an idea. We'll see what happens with that. Also, someone almost got naked today, so this is going to get a lot more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, I'm sure there will be more of that in the I try to keep all the naked that I'm directly responsible for off camera. Nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love how he says he tries to keep trying this key. Yep. He's only so good at it. That's valid. Sometimes oh. the naked can't contain itself. Um, and so, uh, what is it that you, uh, what can you tell us about what you do? I know that you can only tell us a little bit about what you do. 
oh yeah so i'm an officer in the air force and i'm in a logistics training right now and we deal a lot with um like basically big picture stuff so like pretendies you know there's a bunch of people who are deploying or trying to come back from deployment and say like a part on the plane breaks one of the jobs that we do is try to figure out how do we divert resources how do we work with our multinational partners or maybe with the army or the navy because they also have air assets uh find ways to work together to like bring our people home to repair things that have been broken and, and big picture logistics like that so it's really interesting to be able to to kind of see that and learn about it and i've been running a lot so i'm exhausted <laughs> I bet, yeah. Doing doing your fifty thousand push-ups a day and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Fifty thousand and two today, which is wonderful. But I really like having my my D and D to keep me centered because, like, uh, you know, not being home, it is rough being away in training for a couple of months. But I love that I can actually still participate, and see you guys, and, and it's really awesome. It is much better this time to be able to see you and, yes. and have you here. Uh, we missed you so much last time you were gone. And, and speaking of missing people when they're gone, Liahana, yeah. welcome back. Woo! Just tell us Funny who you job. are, what you do, and who you're playing, please. We have missed you. I missed you guys. Um, my name is Malena. I play Liahana, who is a cleric of Iliastri, who is just finding herself in the middle of this culture that she just kind of got introduced to by herself. So I bet she's gonna learn a lot from these other priestesses. Um, and my boyfriend now only has seven legs, so I don't know what's up with that. He's not less of a man, Liahana. It's so <laughs> that's a deal breaker. Seven legs. <laughs> well, so obviously something happened while you were unconscious that you're yeah, and not I hope yet aware that of. That I will find out what that is, uh, Travis. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, Perhaps. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Um, hopefully, less banana hammocks. <laughs> You're like his banana hammock disappears. Like, oh no. <laughs> that's <nice>. Oh. <laughs> okay. Hey, that's not my fault. I blame Chris Perkins for that. <laughs> Amazing. Um, <laughs> he he put um, it on the table. I just picked it up. <laughs> that's awesome. Um. And in real life, I am a comic book artist and colorist. I color Floppy Cop, which now you can find at your local comic book shop. So make sure to check it out. Um, it's, and I will be at Motor City Comic Con this weekend at booth J2. So come by and say hi. And then next week, I'll be at Cherry Capital Con in Traverse City at booth 910. So come by, say hi if you're in um, Detroit or Traverse City, and I'll be there. Sweet. So it'll be fun. Sweet. And Congratulations on getting into comic shops. That's huge. And oh, have, thank you. Have fun with the shows. Definitely go uh, make her sign your stuff. She also did yeah. the art for our uh, stream. So. Yeah. Um, and then next up we have Acroma, tell us who you are, what you're doing, who you're playing, please. Ooh, I'm Tori Clark. Um, I'm an actress and model in Chicago, Illinois. I play Acroma, who is a can't hold her tongue type of personality <laughs> and chaotic. So, what? I said, or her hands. <laughs> she gets handsy sometimes when she's been drinking. She does. It's a good thing I got a higher roll. That too saved my life. <laughs> 
<laughs> Lucky, uh, I got a one. <laughs> very good at rolling today. Um, but no, Chroma's uh, just not for sure uh, what's going on in the city, what's going on with everybody. So she's just here staying in Mezzo. Uh, Menzo, not Mezzo. Um, but uh, yeah, I have been doing a few things that I can't talk about as of right now. I'm trying to think of something I can talk about. Um, nope, can't talk about anything. <laughs> boring. I, I'm literally like, what can I? There's nothing out that I can talk about. That is. You guys are running out of can't talk about it tokens. You and Lewis. Yeah. Travis <laughs> is the same way. I'm and about to cash in a whole bunch of my can't talk about things. Right. Like I, I've got a few. Well, let's let's get to let's get to Rowena. Why don't you tell us who you are, what you do, who you're playing, please, and what you can talk about. Right. <laughs> uh, so my name's Rachel. I'm a game writer, editor, etc. In Los Angeles, uh, one of the companies that I edit for is Finite Studios. So I'm totally supportive of Lewis joining a vampire larp. <laughs> More people should do that. Indeed. Um, uh, projects that I have going on, uh, I do publish a lot of stuff through the vault. I am currently heading up a fairly ambitious multi-contributor project. Uh, it's, about, it's called Los Angeles Unveiled, and it is set in the world of darkness, as opposed to Chronicles of Darkness, and it's about how all the various supernatural creatures interact in a city as big as Los Angeles. So it's meant to cover everything and everyone in 80,000 words. So it's ambitious. Let's see if we can pull it off. You can do it. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. That is Everybody you can do it. <laughs> you can <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> We're hoping to have that late summer, early fall. Um, And then I have a bunch of other NDAs. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have my stuff on the vault. Definitely buy Rachel's stuff on the vault, for sure, absolutely. Um, Thank she, you. Makes, she makes good stuff. And the, the Bionite Studios people are awesome. And you're, uh, the Mighty Narwhal, is that, uh, is the, the Alpha Slice out for the Mighty Narwhal yes. project now? Uh, uh, Mighty Narwhal, we are making a really cool game called Mora. Uh, it is a universal cinematic. <laughs> The whole idea is is that we're coming together um, and the game is framed by we're making a movie or a TV show. So it really leans into the cinematic uh, aspect of RPGs and like dramatic pods, like dramatic moments and character arcs and things like that. Uh, you can use the writer's room as a meta technique to talk about where the plot is going. And like, if you want your character to have more screen time uh, you can bring that up. Um, and so we just released an alpha, uh, and we would really, really love it if people uh, checked it out, download it, uh, maybe play it with some of your friends, and then tell us what the experience was like so we know uh, what works and what needs to be changed. And then uh, we are having uh, LARP. It, it's a single weekend event this fall up in washington it's called mystical Rome. it's pretty cool it's based on uh what if there were these three soothsayers who told caesar you're gonna die uh and mark anthony 
took the bullet for his friend. So he's dead, Steve is alive, and magic has come back into the world. And nice. so it's going to be a very political, very magical game. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So yeah, Mystical Realm. When's that running? I don't know the exact dates off the top of my head. It is in the fall. In Seattle or? Uh, it is in Washington. Uh, they found this really cool, um, like, I don't want to call it a compound because it's not, um, but it looks like an old Roman temple because there's like gardens and um, like statues and everything everywhere. And it's really, really beautiful. Well, that's awesome. When, when you get the dates, let us know. Well, we'll uh... Mug hobos here in Rockford until we can afford to come up there or something. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of hobos. We can mug them all. Don't mug nice. hobos. I, I do not endorse the mug. In LA, they'll mug you back. Yeah, that's valid. Um, and shy. And Rockford. Yeah. We don't um, have as many as LA. It's because of the weather. The they they, they die off in the winter. <laughs> um, so. Um, so yeah, hit MightyNarwhal.com to check that out for Rachel. Um, and I am tr Travis. I'm the Game Master here. I have a couple things that I'm not, uh, that I can talk about now, uh, which is crazy. On the 21st of this month, the Pirates of Pugmire Kickstarter begins. Um, so go get that, because it's awesome. And I had the extreme pleasure of working on uh, several aspects of that book. I'm super proud of the work I did on that book. Uh, I'm really, really excited, and I'm going to be doing an actual play that uh, uh, that will sort of focus on that stuff. Uh, that'll be on the Onyx Path YouTube channel, and possibly, I think, on the Twitch, um, coming soon. So I'll have more information about that on my social media, which you should be following. That's all in the link um, in, the, in the links below. Uh, also, the Scarlands spell cards are out right now. It's got every spell that's in the Scarlands 5e Player's Guide. Um, it's a deck of 54 cards, I think. And it comes in a neat little deck box at DriveThruRPG. You should pick that up. And there's a Blood Sea Crimson Abyss 5e coming out. Uh, I don't have a release date for it yet, but it's going to be very soon. Um, that uh, I had the pleasure of developing. Um, and that's, if you check out the onyxpath.com, um, they have like a tracker that shows like what's in development and what stage development. And I'm sure they'll be announcing the release date on it very soon, but it is out there in the world that that's coming. And um, so I can, I assume, tell you that that is coming and I worked on it. So it was a lot of fun. And then there's more stuff coming soon that I'll be able to talk about more that may or may not involve, you know, scarred lands and other things. So. Um, yeah, please uh, check all that stuff out. Please, if you've not done so, like, follow, share, subscribe, comment, let us know what you think. Um, if you have uh, thoughts and opinions on the game, uh, feel free to share them. Make sure you're following us on Facebook. And please follow us on Twitch so you know when we go live. Um, if you've not yet subscribed, I would love to be your free Amazon Prime sub if you have Amazon Prime. Otherwise, we have subs for $4.99 a month. You can get cool little emojis. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you help us make content and uh, keep doing awesome things and hopefully you're enjoying the stream as much as we're enjoying playing it but even if you're not that's okay because we're loving it so <laughs> <laughs> we're having fun 
Thank you so much for joining us again, and we will see you in two weeks' time. Uh, everybody stay out of trouble. Be good to yourselves and each other. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.